You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, Ready, sisters? Good morning, sisters. Hello, sisters. How are you? Or good afternoon. Yeah, depending on when you're listening to this. Might be in traffic, driving. Oi. Sorry. Hopefully we can alleviate that. Yeah, make that a little bit better. I am Scout. I'm Mads. And we are the sisters behind OKSIS Podcast. Mm -hmm. And if this is your first episode, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Um, So last night we ate way too much food. Oh my God. My... I mean, I get bloated on the reg, as everyone knows, but this was to another extent. I actually felt like if I shoved one more piece of food in my mouth, I would regurgitate. So our dad made this whole party. There was like four courses. The food just kept coming. The amount of chips and guacamole I ate was out of control. Out of control. And there was lobster tacos. There was chipino. I know. There was ceviche. Oh, my God. Our dad is unbelievable. just, yeah, a master chef. I keep telling him to go on master chef, but he won't go on it. Yeah, because he doesn't, he's not good with competition. He'd be like, screw all you people. I'm the best. Bye. Yeah, that's I true. I don't need your, your trophies. I don't need your praise. He would get into it with Gordon Ramsay. Oh, yeah. Anyways, so... Should we do word of the week? Yes, we should. The word of the week is accolade. It is a noun and it means an expression or of praise or admiration, which if you listen to OKSIS, you know that we dole out a lot of accolades. That is very true. We well because spew we have the best out, guests ever. Yeah, we spew out some accolades praising our guests. Because they're all goddesses. Mm-hmm. This is true. So I really like this word of the week. I do too. Oh my God. I just had the most peaceful morning. I feel like a calm little butterfly. Yeah. You went to the beach. Yeah. So I woke up this morning and it was like eight in the morning and I was about to have coffee and I was like, why don't I just go to the beach and have coffee? Mm -hmm. So you, so if people don't know, Scout and I 
hate the beach because we hate sand. But I Let's love be looking. Clear. But I yeah. love looking at the Let's beach. Let's be clear. When I say I hate the beach, it's because I despise sand. If the beach didn't have sand, I'd be there every day. I love I love just looking if, at the ocean. Okay, yes. I would like to observe it from afar. I do not want to step on the sand. That being said, the Coronado Beach is the perfect beach to go to to observe because they have this little bench Mm -hmm. that's away from the main stretch so it's away from all the tourists away from the um you know public and and the crowds and there's a there's a lot of parking you just park right there you go up the little stairs and there's a bench overlooking the dunes and the water and you see point loma in the background and you see the dell to your left and it is immaculate the only thing i have a problem with the coronado beach is that there's so much sand so the ocean is really far away from your eyesight okay again i am on a perched up bench Mm -hmm. and i can observe everything so you went to coronado that's so cute yes i almost joined you i almost told you to come pick me up i know i should have because it was the most amazing morning coronado on sunday mornings is probably like top 10 moments you know top 10 things you can do so mads went to coronado high school so i sure did so she kind of grew up in coronado yeah and i went to my favorite coffee shop which 11, one 11 oh you love that place oh my god i felt all the nostalgic feelings Aww. and i got my coffee and then i drove to the beach and i sat there and i listened to music on my airpods oh shout out to airpods making shout so good out to airpods i felt like i was just like in a movie like a movie soundtrack i love airpods oh god it was a great morning and i came here and now we're podcasting and my husband is asleep in the other room know, so, so that's why i'm very quiet Yeah, you if, can like speak normally oh oh my god okay yeah, i don't know speak. how to do that i can either whisper or yell okay just try your hardest okay. to speak normally no but i feel like very like centered right now so like i don't really even want to speak normally you're very calm i know I should have come with you, too. Even though I just had, like, maybe 15 cups of coffee. This is my second one. I want more coffee. I drink way too much coffee. I need (sighs) to really reel it back a little bit. Yeah, you and our mom are just, it's like, no wonder you guys have, like, psycho anxiety and you're all over the place. It's because of your caffeine levels. Yeah, but when There's, like, no water being drank. No, I drink so much water. Well, on our mom's side, there's no water. Yeah, no, she doesn't doesn't drink any water. There's no water going in there. I drink so much water all day long. It's it's like a constant flow of water for me. Okay, so I have a little bit of an update regarding my skin. Yum. I am trying the Dr. Dennis Gross acne pads. I started last night, and let me tell you, I still feel it working. Oh, the Dr. Dennis Gross pads are, are legit. Do you think this is going to be my cure? I mean, I've been telling you to use those. Um, don't really use them every day. It says to use them every it day. It says daily, but you don't need to. You yeah, can do three times a week. Should I do every other day? I think at first, for sure, you should do three times a week. Okay. Maybe build up to a daily. But you don't need to exfoliate every day. That's Exfoliation no, should this be isn't, once. this isn't the exfoliating ones. Yes, it is. Oh. It's just <laughs> to do it every day. Wait, what are you talking about? The doctors and their peel pads are exfoliants. Oh, they're, they're chemical mean. exfoliants. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, it says to do it every day, but I feel I it like extracting all the shit out of my face right now. Like, it still burns. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So Did I think you put I, a like a hydrating mask yes, on after? I put a okay. lot of moisturizer on. Okay. You're supposed to do like a hydrating mask after. Okay. Well, I need to go purchase a hydrating mask then. That you do. This just continues on and on and on. It's it, never ending. It doesn't fucking stop. I'm getting so fed up. You guys know I'm obsessed with skincare. It's my true love's first kiss, but I 
it's getting to a point where it's like about capitalism at the like it's yes, about I agree. it's it's not even about the product anymore yes, it's just I about agree. my pull to purchase any and all things and i'm like you knew you know what i need to fucking step back you 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 at your um apartment in your bathroom you i have, have literally 40 products it's probably three thousand dollars worth of products in that you fucking tray so much products on your tray i mean i don't i don't have that many products because i'm not as into it as you are it's good it's it's about capitalism at this point it's out of control i agree <sighs> okay so we anyways we are going to <laughs> new york on. next week yes we're going to new york it's gonna oh be God. fucking freezing yeah i looked so up on friday it's 29 degrees we are gonna have the bundliest bundle of joy okay so we're going to podcast we have some amazing guests lined up oh my god so excited we're gonna be podcasting two to three times a day which is crazy holy shit we're gonna need some well, coffee how, yeah how, how i don't think we've ever done more than two in a day and know. even that like totally drains us okay we're gonna have to really well i space them all out by like three hours so we have Perfect. time to recharge amazing we'll do coffee breaks in between yeah and grab food and just like chill for a second i'm so excited i have so many places i want to go to and like dinners and everything oh my god oh yeah we get to go out to dinners all the time together we have to make reservations okay anyways yeah that's your job i'll, I'll do that Mads is the travel guru over here oh, i love i love making travel plans yeah you really it's my do. You're favorite the best. Thing. When we went to Paris, you brought us to the best spots ever. Because I know, I just, I know. Yeah. I know how to do it. Yeah, you do. I don't do tourist things. The, my number one rule, this is my number one travel rule. Okay. okay. What's your number one travel rule? This is, you, this is my biggest pet peeve with people who travel. Is like when, you know, you're in a new space, you, you might not have like Wi-Fi, you can't get around, whatever. And you're just so hungry. And you can't find the spot That's or the worst. whatever, or y- you just are just walking around. And you're like, oh, I'm so hungry. Let me just go in the next place. Never do that. Never do that. Never fucking do that. I don't care how hungry you are. Go to a Starbucks, get Wi-Fi, search Eater that place, search your favorite destination, like your travel blogs, find a good restaurant nearby and go there. It will just eating at a shitty place just because you're hungry and you don't know where else to go and it's not well researched. No can't do it. it that's what we did in england that i know one night it and was I, terrible no, and, and I, everyone got into a fight everyone got into a fight because I, I don't do that yeah i agree i, w- I well research every single thing i'm with you anyways okay let's talk about our guest this week <gasps> oh my gosh guys this is a really wild episode yeah she's amazing <laughs> she's amazing her name is sam Crichton. she is a singer she's a musician she, yes well, sorry did you musician. call her a musician yeah. i would call her a musician oh, she's, whatever she's, she's an all, artist she's an artist and she has this banger of a song banger this is gonna be on the radio this is a banger it's called after midnight super you know female focused it's very sexy but like but like emboldening you know what i mean she is super spunky um she she is there's just like a magic about her yeah she's very talented yeah i expect so this song was written up on refinery 29 they did a whole feature on it Mm. which is awesome but i like genuinely believe this song is gonna be a hit yeah she's she's killing it it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome um yeah we got really deep too and we started singing jojo yes we started singing jojo oh Oh my god it gets it gets it gets really funny oh my god i forgot about that that was unbelievable we have a little sing-along we have a little sing-along we have a little sing-along oh okay sisters enjoy this episode 
ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA grown, eco conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring-summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. 
Sam Creighton is a rising pop star with a message nearly as powerful as her vocals. Writing and performing tunes with catchy melodies and slick production, she provides a powerful lyrical message of self-love and female empowerment. She started singing at the young age of three years old and never stopped. So far in her career, Sam has been featured on Pop TV's docuseries entitled Sing It On, a candid recount of her collegiate acapella, acapella group's journey throughout the international competition, the ICCA, executive produced by John Legend, and later distributed on Netflix and Hulu. As a featured character on the show with the Nor'easters, she was also able to perform for for the previous president and first lady of the United States, Barack and Michelle Obama. She continues her rise in the City of Angels, Los Angeles, California, where her original music has already gained traction, premiering on Refinery29 and earning a spot on Tyler Oakley's fall Spotify playlist. So without further ado, Sam. Hello. What an intro. I said you guys could shorten it if you want <laughs> Oh my god, that was amazing. How were the Obamas? Oh, it was the best day of my life. I oh can imagine. God. Did you get to meet them? Yeah, we got to meet them. So basically, we were performing for the um, holiday party for the SWAT team. Oh, um, okay. So we were, we were like the... Um, the entertainment as everyone walked in so we were in the hallway and we just sang like 10 songs on repeat for six hours which was a little much but it was all worth it because um toward the end of the day our liaison came and got us brought us into our green room and they were like (gasps) okay so we're gonna walk you into this room and you're gonna sing for the president and the first lady wait it was just them two in the room it was them two and then they're like security and whatever but it was it wasn't the oval office but it was another like round room okay i have a photo of it i'm not exactly sure what room it was but it was on the first floor and we sang like a minute of um our rendition of joy to the world wow and i like blacked out during the whole thing oh i bet it was insane so i just finished reading michelle obama's book um becoming and so i'm literally obsessed with her right now yeah i she's everything she's everything and too bad she were they so cool they they were amazing like everything they were everything you saw on tv everything you read about and then more just so kind so keep such poise that is what like they always seem like they were such chill people yeah. and they like had a lot of slack come their way yeah of course yeah and she talks about it a lot in her book she also very adamantly states in her book that she will not run for president which is like the biggest Ugh. tragedy in the world <laughs> um, she has better things to do no she doesn't <laughs> but she we deserve a, we, we d- deserve the america deserves it well i don't know if we well we don't it. deserve it but, but we need it we need it yes that's for sure yes. that's for sure okay should we do some current fixations yes i have a big one this week okay scout first i want to start off by asking you mads how my face looks Acne wise. Oh, <laughs> okay. Thanks. I had this whole I think thing. It looks great. Does it look great? It looks great. Okay, so you're yeah. You're glowing. So you're you're does what? Look- you're glowing. Thank you. Two. Yes. Less complexion, acne. Less. Less acne. No acne on the forehead. No sc- acne, but scarring. I know. You still got the scarring. Okay. So, okay. So, my current fixation this week is one step closer to me being acne free. Amazing. Um, I bought this unbelievable. It's a brush that you use to um, put your, put cleanser, your cleanser on. Um, I bought it in Berlin. It's by a brand called oh. Binu Binu. B-I-N-U. Um, it's a Korean brand. And the, the literally the day I used it, I just put my Cetaphil on top of it and like massaged my entire face with it. It feels like, un- it feels amazing, first of all, on your face too. It does yes. some lymphatic drainage. So that's always great mm. too. Um, but literally the next day, my acne had subsided by like 20%. And, uh. and it's been under, not, it's not <laughs> under control completely. Okay, wait. But it's so much better than it was last week. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of questions. Oh, great. You're skeptic. One, 
Well, one, a cleanser can't do that. So I, that's it's why not I'm a cleanser. It's I understand. The facial I understand. <laughs> one, do you wash it after every time? Yes. Okay. So you I'm just like put it underwater? Yes. Okay. See, I believe okay. it because those Koreans have the skincare yeah. in the bag. Right? They, my, they? my friend bought this like 25,000 step Korean skincare regimen. It had like yeah. snail um mucinix yeah yeah we use that <laughs> and not he's glowing. Muci- it's not mucinix that's what i always think it is <laughs> that's what i always say snail mucin oh mucin. sorry snail mucinix <laughs> decongestant for snails yes that's that's what i call it oh i love it oh. no yeah the koreans <laughs> so they are but what i've realized is that that many steps and that type of program works better on Koreans obviously <laughs> but like I've done that like that many steps mm-hmm. and like the whole Korean spa extravaganza yeah. and if you don't have like that delicate skin though it can really mess you up I, I feel think, a little bit well this facial massager cleanser brush whatever you want to call it yeah. is giving me life amazing and I'm so happy because I have not been able to control my acne for a lo- like a long time now yeah. and I finally feel like my face is starting to kind of yeah. resurface yeah huh. I felt that way too. The the hormonal her, the hormonal acne is subsiding. It is. It is. Yeah, I have a shit ton of makeup on now, but it, it is subsiding. Well, your face looks great too. Thank you. Okay, you want to go meds? <laughs> yes. So my current fixation was actually one of Scouts. No. Oh my God, this is a big moment for me. Yeah, <laughs> and I am so grateful that you have introduced me. Oh, I know what it is. To Brooklyn Nine Nine. Nine Nine. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Adam and I do it. My husband and I literally would just stand there and be like, nine, nine. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so embarrassing. Oh, thanks. Okay, but not only do, am I obsessed with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you were right. I, I am completely fixated. I yes. have dreams about it. I yes. can't wait to go home and watch it. It's the best show that has ever yes. was. Um, yeah, but agreed. the best part of this show is Chelsea Pretty. Really? I you mean, really love her. She's she not is, my favorite part of it, but she's amazing. Spirit. She is my entirety. Okay. I am obsessed with her. Okay. And her humor. So I watched her comedy special on Netflix and um, I didn't love her. I, yeah. Which was strange because it's very, it's very much the same humor as she does, like the same type mm-hmm. of talking and um, the humor that she does in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But she did this weird thing in her special and I don't want to spoil it, but I don't know. It kind of turned <laughs> me off. And then, um, I don't know, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, she's just the perfect little icing on the cake throughout this amazing show. And she is, You know who she's married to? Yeah. Um, Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele. Yeah. And they have a baby. That would be the most Power couple. amazing right? household. I just want to like be a fly on the wall. I know. <laughs> Seriously. I bet they laugh all the time. Oh my God. Oh my God. They're probably, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so happy that yeah. I finally turned you on to something. Oh, <laughs> I know. This is the first thing that I really got converted from you. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. This is a win in my no, book. I have to check two yeah. things out. Yes. yes. For sure. Okay. <laughs> your turn. Um, my current fixation is a book called Shit Your Ego Says. Have you guys heard Ooh. of it? Interested. Um, it's by this guy named James McRae. And it basically um, talks about how um, your ego is is everything that um, all your like worldly desires. So mm-hmm. like your emotions, um, your uh, like physical um, 
materialistic desires, all of that and separating your ego from your higher self. Mm. And basically the higher self is where you'll find your peace and your happiness. And I've struggled a lot with um, depression and anxiety and I've read so many self-help books, like too many to count. Um, but this one is amazing because it just, it's, it brings in the spiritual aspect. Okay. Um, but not in a way that's like culty or religious. It's it's just really great. And oh my I gosh, that. that is so up my alley. You are speaking to Scout on like a <laughs> so many level. levels. Yeah, and and it's also great because he um, talks about his own story too. So it's not just it's not all this preachy shit. It's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's his story and how he went from um, he lived in an apartment and it was destroyed by um, Hurricane Katrina, mm-hmm. and so he was talking about how he felt like he was at the bottom of you know his his um rock bottom pretty much Mm. and his journey to finding his inner peace and happiness and i love that the word shit is in the title yeah just because i don't know it makes it feel a little more relatable as you said it's not as preachy it kind of reminds me of uh the subtle Subtle art of not not giving giving a fuck fuck. read that one too that like that made me want to read it more because i was like okay if you have the balls to put that word in your title then obviously this is a more like no bullshit approach which i love i'm gonna order that book because i'm i've read like every self-help book in the world because i also (laughs) suffer from depression and anxiety and so especially when a book infuses a little bit of spirituality Mm -hmm. i am so there yeah it's awesome scoutala (laughs) scoutala okay all right sam Let's get into Let's it. Let's get into it. You are the first musician we've had. Oh, on the we were just watching your music video. Oh my god, we have so much to You're discuss. Oh you are You're gorgeous. Dope. Oh my god, and you know how to dance. Like, what is going oh. on? I don't know if I would say that, oh, but wait, it was like so sexual. Were, yeah, you were like really on on point. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay so <laughs> let's start from the beginning. How did you get into singing? Did you always know you wanted to be a singer? Take us back to your childhood. Um, childhood. Um, I don't really remember when I started singing. I think it just, I remember it always being a part of me and my life. Um, but I do remember my grandfather would put me on his lap at the piano and teach me Mm. like little duets. Um, and then from there I begged my mom to put me in voice lessons. I took piano lessons very briefly. Um, I just was doing like elementary school, um, theater productions and then I went on to um high school I was in drama club and I was like the drama nerd the drama geek whatever you call it that was and me. then um when I finally went to college um my music director in high school was begging me to go into music she wanted me to become a music teacher because that's what she did and she wanted everyone to follow in her foot- footsteps and I looked up to her so much but I just didn't see I just didn't want to and my parents always wanted me to my dad always forced me to be a doctor. So I was like, okay, I'll go to school. I went to Northeastern and studied behavioral neuroscience. But two weeks into school, I had this like deep, deep emptiness in my soul. I was like, where's the music that I've been doing every single day for my whole life? And now all of a sudden it's gone. Um, So I auditioned for this acapella group and that brought me to basically where I am today because that opened so many doors for me um, musically. And I was, you know, up until this point recently, I'd been singing cover cover songs because we in acapella, we do like different renditions of songs that already exist. But when I came to L.A., it was my first time dabbling in songwriting and writing for myself. And I found that so empowering because I got to tell my own story instead of um, somebody else's pretty much. Um, But yeah, I 
to answer the question. I don't really remember when I started singing, but it's just always been. Where are you from? Um, I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. Well, South Shore, Massachusetts, but nobody knows the town I'm from, so I just <laughs> called Boston. <laughs> so what was the transition like, bet- like between singing other people's songs and then realizing that you had a voice of your own and you wanted to kind of pursue that avenue? Um, well, it was a pretty easy transition because... When I was in the acapella group in college, I will just keep coming back to that because it's the most formative experience I had with music. Um, so when I was in the group, we would do cover songs, but we would always find our own stories. Um, and so we would portray the music as it was our own story. So um, certain ballads or like really sad songs that I could really, really relate to are the ones that I love to sing the most because... I felt like I was also feeling those emotions. Um, so the emotional aspect was a really easy transition. The creation of the music was the harder part because um, I had never written my own song before. So um, I am really, really lucky. And I have um, a bunch of really great friends out here who are also amazing collaborators. So they have helped me, you know, kind of find my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know... It's it's been interesting. Yeah. And when did you move to LA? I moved to LA uh, three and a half years ago now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And just trying to pursue it. That's insane. Yeah. Well, I didn't start releasing music until last year because wow. I didn't know what the hell I was doing out here. I didn't know who I was. I had I didn't know anyone out here. I was homeless. I didn't know what really? I was going to do for money. So it took me about two years to even like settle down and feel okay with being here. Mm. I wanted to go home all the time. Um, I feel like, you know, there's a huge difference from um, the East Coast to West Coast in terms of personality. Mm. Um, on the West Coast, everyone's super nice, but very... Um, for lack of a better level. term, surface level. Mm-hmm. Um, on the East Coast, everyone's really hardcore and like come off as assholes, but the connection is so deep and those people will always be there for you no matter what. So that was really hard for me, like finding people who I could go below the surface with That's on the West Coast. interesting observation. Why LA and not New York? Um, because I wanted to get the hell out of the cold. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, there'd be times in college when... Um, I'd be walking down. I lived on a huge hill and I had to walk down to campus and it, it would be like the day after a snowstorm. So there's like a foot of snow on the ground and then there'd be a wind chill. So, um, the wind is blowing t- like tears out of my eyes. And then because of how cold it was, the tears would freeze onto my face. Oh my God. I'd be like peeling off icicles off my eyelashes. Oh my God. <laughs> like, why we do, do, we do not relate whatsoever. <laughs> we do not relate. We're oh from Southern gosh. California. Oh so. yeah. That's, that's really nice. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So let's talk about your song after. After midnight so which is amazing yeah. oh my god <laughs> so good so s- the beat drop just, <laughs> it's so good so on point um so was this your first song that you released or like why was this one so because because you did a collaborate not a collaboration but you premiered the music mm-hmm. video on refinery 29 yeah. correct mm-hmm. yeah um so the first this is not my first single but it's the first one that i felt super passionate about mm. um i have two before it and they felt like um Sam with training wheels on I guess mm. obviously the first thing you put out into the world and the new endeavor is not going to be perfect yeah I don't think after midnight is perfect by any means but it's the one that felt the most like me and the one that I felt the most proud of thus far so yeah. it's the one I wanted to put the most creative energy into right so um I have a friend who um does PR and he, I, I'm lucky enough um that he wanted to help me with this so he reached out to a bunch of different outlets but 
refinery 29 was like number one on my list because they have this new um series. i guess series yeah. called the drop and it's specifically for um empowering mu- music and premiering empowering music videos so i was like th- there's it couldn't line up any better yeah so um you know john was like we'll try to get refinery 29 but, but you know like keep place? your keep your you right. know keep you keep it open-minded and then i didn't i was like no it's gonna happen there's there's no other option for me in my Mm. mind and so i got the phone call that (gasps) like they accepted it and they were gonna premiere it and i freaked out i was like this is this was the plan and it happened so it was amazing what was the response yeah manifest yes (laughs) manifestation oh i love it so what was the response once uh refinery 29 posted after midnight um, like the general response. Yeah. Oh, people loved it. Um, I mean, it's it's still well, talk m- about talk about what the song is about. Okay, sure. So basically, um, it's like the modern answer to like the you up text, pretty mm. much. So, um, oh, yeah. it actually the inspiration happened in like a two second period. Like, I was listening. Was to it over a you up text? It actually was. Ah! Like, I love so it. I was listening to, do you guys know Leanne Le Havis? No. Okay. She's an amazing, amazing artist. Okay. Um, Full of crap. But she, she has a song called Midnight. It's completely different. It's like, mm. it was just playing in the background. Um, when I got this message on Tinder for, I don't even know why I was on Tinder. Like, <laughs> I hated myself apparently, but, um, so I got this message. Hey, you up, what are you doing? It was like one in the morning and midnight was playing in the background. And I literally was with my friends and I threw my phone and I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a song and it's going to be called after midnight. It's about all, all these fuck boys only text me after midnight and now none of them respect me. And I just like kind of went off and like had a moment. Yeah. And, um, the song, my songwriting friend who's, coincidentally now my boyfriend um Ooh. was like okay let's do it like let's actually write that song and because I, I was kind of joking yeah and and he was like let's do it like can you do it can you write it tomorrow and so we got together and wrote the song that's amazing so, yeah. so what goes in can you walk us through kind of the whole process from kind of the fruition of which you just talked about the fruition of the song to putting it into production to creating a music video like how does that procedure for lack of a better term work um so basically it can have there's no like a b c d like list of um how to do it or um order in which you should do it everyone does it differently but for me obviously like the song had to be inspired first and then we wrote it just to piano um just to chords and then I sat on it for a while we changed some lyrics we went back a few times and made the song what it turned out to be and then we brought it to um our friend who's a producer and so he added the um, the track pretty much. He built Got the track it. around. I, I recorded like a demo vocal. He built the track around it. I went back in and recorded final vocals. And then we basically sent that um, mix of um, vocals and the track to somebody to mix all the levels to make it sound like what you hear on the radio pretty much. Mm. And then from there, um, I created the cover art just from um, on this um, – what do you call it? Program online called Canva. Have you heard? Oh of that? Yeah, yeah, we we, that's we, we use Canva. That's, like, that's like the it's a hidden gem. I love hidden gem. Canva. Yeah, it's amazing. yeah oh business God. tip, guys. Canva. Yeah, Canva. yeah it's so good. yeah, it's amazing. Um, but you know, once the song was done, I didn't know if I was going to make a music video because I, it's expensive. I didn't know how I was going to put it out because 
uh, that's expensive. It's all expensive, right. but um, basically, I was it, wh- why was a music video important to you? Because and correct me if I'm wrong, like I just feel lately like music videos haven't been as prominent or or am i wrong about that or like how how does that play out like does every song people make is that at the forefront like i need to make a music video of this to portray the entire story or i think it depends okay so i think you're right on in terms of um music videos not holding that much importance anymore because Mm -hmm. like new music comes out every three seconds and it's uploaded to spotify at this like crazy crazy rate so by the time you even have time to make a music video for it people have already forgotten the song and they're on to the next 25 songs that have already come out but for me i just thought it was such a um had so much imagery to the story and i know that like i'm not the only woman that this story has happened to and it just seemed so relatable and i just wanted to basically paint the story um and i also wanted to buy all those really cool clothes to wear (laughs) so how how involved were you in the vision of the music video um so i basically wrote the entire storyline um and um had a friend do the choreography um but i styled myself my friend one of my best friends did my makeup for the music video but I had a director and camera crew come in um but basically I'd already set out every single um scene and shot that I wanted to do um and Spencer the director did a really great job at like making sure we got all of that done Mm -hmm. um and obviously he does all the movie magic but it kind of my like brainchild came to fruition which was really amazing um so cool that you have like this documented story Mm -hmm. i love it it's amazing so what is coming up next like are you gonna release an album or what is that something that you're going towards um it's definitely a goal of mine yeah again it's just so expensive to put out music so um for now i'm just sticking to the singles kind of vibe because um also, nobody knows who I am, so it'd be kind of a waste of money to put out a fourteen, like twelve to fourteen right, song album and have nobody hear it. You know, sure. Um, I wouldn't say nobody knows who you are. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? in, in the grand scheme of things. But um, so the next song I'm putting out, I think, hopefully, the next song I'm putting out is called "Smile," and it's on the same vein as like the female empowerment kind of thing it's basically about being catcalled mm. and the chorus is basically like tell me to smile one more time like Ooh, i dare it's pretty much like sass. i dare you yeah it's yeah, yeah. you have this sassy side <laughs> okay can we just talk <laughs> sam is like this like quiet yeah you're so you're so soothing you're so soothing <laughs> and then there's like this sassy queen fire, fire <laughs> That comes out. I love it. I love this dichotomy. It's great. It's great. And that's what music's all about. It's about expressing those kind of multifaceted areas of yeah, your life. And those totally. thoughts yeah. that you don't really express on the on a day to day basis yeah. is so true. So what would your dream concert venue be? Oh, oh geez. See, this is like a this is a tough question because <laughs> I have like my realistic dreams and then yeah. I have my like, well, go pipe far. Dreams. Go pipe far. Dreams. Pipe, pipe I dreams. Mean, obviously I would love to play like the Staples Center, but my, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's a pipe <laughs> dream. It's a pipe dream. 
but I would love, 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 love to play something like the Will Turn or yeah. the El Rey. Um, House of Blues in Boston, where I grew up oh, and spent yeah. a lot of time. That would be an amazing venue to just go back yeah. to my hometown and yeah. be like, hey, I'm back, you guys. I remember, <laughs> I, yeah, I remember seeing things at the House of Blues in San Diego and artists who had like grown up at San Diego coming yeah. back and being like, I used to sneak in here when I was like underage. Like, <laughs> when I was, <laughs> when for Maddie's, so for awesome. Maddie's 16th birthday, I bought us tickets to LMFAO oh. at the House of Blues. Oh this my is, gosh. And <laughs> that was how we spent her 16th birthday. I can't, I like have repressed that memory. Oh, though, well, I, I thought I was doing you this really great No, it game. was really great at the time, but like <laughs> now the fact back, that we went to, to like an, an LMFAO, LMFAO concert and there's that one song where it's like, <laughs> it's like show your tits and there was girls just like taking off their oh shirts. I, was I like, don't remember that where am I That's you're 16 years so were you even allowed in the venue no I don't know how I got in I was not I'm pretty allowed sure there. it's an 18 and up venue I was not allowed there interesting anyways moving right past that hi I'm Chris Gethard and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone I tweet out a phone number thousands of people try to call talk to one of them they stay anonymous i can't hang up that's all the rules i never know what's going to happen we get serious ones i've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison i've talked to people who survived mass shootings crazy funny ones i talked to a guy with a goose laugh somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends i never know what's going to happen it's a great show subscribe today beautiful anonymous um okay so let's talk that's let's amazing. talk about your inspirations so what artists do you find resonate with you who do you look up to maybe past current a blend um okay this is tough i feel i take inspiration from literally every aspect of my life and every I love that. there's there's so many musicians that either i'm like a super fans of or i've heard only one time and if, if i even pull like an idea for a song or like a um production element from i find i feel like that's inspiration but I'm going to be that bitch and say that I'm like a true Ariana stan. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love her Ariana so much. Ariana Grande? Oh, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. I love I, her so we, much. We talk about Ariana Grande on this show, like, way too much. Way too much. She keeps coming up, man. Uh, it's, well, she's like world she domination is. right she now. Is. It is Ariana Grande's world, and we are just uh, living in it. I it's agree. Just, yeah. it, it's, I'm not a fan. Whoever her PR team is yeah, right can now I hire is them? just, like, completely killing it. Yeah. Anyways, what? Wow, I did not see that for you. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. And what? So, what do you like about her? I mean, um, one, she's an incredible vocalist. I will give her that, of yeah. course. So, but yeah, yeah. So, I mean, her vocals are something that I always looked up to and Absolutely. always tried to like. Um, I guess mimic when yeah. I was in the Nor'easters, my the acapella group in college, because we would sing a lot of Ariana Grande songs, and I would tend really? to get the solos for those songs. So I would always want to like sing like her. Yeah, I don't know, it's yeah. stupid, but more recently her songs and her music uh, especially like thank you next i yeah. feel like it's it's such a cool thing for a like a list artist to write such a personal song and and i don't know it just it felt so soul bearing and and everything she's been through she's just i know people can talk so much shit about her but she's just so strong i like i feel like i am friends with her because of like how obsessed I am with her. It's so weird. I'm yeah, like so no, weird. I, mean, I feel that way towards But some it's like people. the, you know, seeing, I feel like social media has done that too. Like totally. totally. When I was young, we would look up to like Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears as yeah. these idols, icons. And so far away from that. Exactly. Yeah. But now social media has brought and them she, like right I mean, she's face. really good at tapping into her yeah. fans and making sure that they 
feel appreciated and seen. That's yeah. definitely for sure. Um, but yeah, she's. I, I'm not I'm just not a fan of Ariana Grande I never have been I mean I love sweetener yeah. I did I did love sweetener and I think that's what made that switch is like mm-hmm. she was like let me just like throw this out here and then also like throw Pete Davidson into the mix and then the, okay, well, the, the Pete mix. Davidson and the, thing was like crazy yeah that was just like too much but um <laughs> the thank you next I, I agree she is standing in her own agency and she's really like t- she's uh, she pr- yeah she just said like Fuck you guys. I'm going to say everyone's name. Yeah. Also, and she like, I mean, I watched the music video before I went to bed to thank you next. And literally I was just laying there and I was just singing. I'm so fucking grateful. <laughs> for yeah, she's, she's like, smart. Like, over and over yeah, and over smart. and over again. She like, coined a brand new term. She, she did. Crazy. Oh, she did. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, there uh, you have to do that. It yeah. seems is like to get that catchiness. Like, yeah. That virality. Yes, yes. Ooh, that is a great yeah. word. <laughs> I don't even know if I pronounced it right. Virality. I like. I like the way you said Vir- it. Though. Gonna, virality. We're gonna go with that <laughs> translation. Yeah, wait. Is it virality? I don't know. We need to look this up. Dear God. Yeah. This happens to us. <laughs> we just don't know how to pronounce words. I know. Like all day today, we've been trying. We've been struggling. Like, what is it? Oh, oh yeah. What did I say? Orator. Or orator. 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 Like someone who speaks? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that, that person. You get it? Yeah, okay, yeah. good. Right. We're good. We're good. As long okay, as people can understand um, us. We're good. We're good. We're but good. wait, don't take me as one dimensional. I have so okay, many okay, other. Okay, yes. Like Let's Whitney Houston. Oh, hell yeah. Huge inspiration. Totally. I mean, obviously, I would only dream of singing like her, but her like larger than life stage presence, her, her everything about her. She's She was just, I mean, before the drugs, obviously. But yeah. Um, okay. And then JoJo. Oh, um, oh like, my god Wait yeah. Jojo Jojo Yeah Like oh, Jojo yeah. from As like it, 10 years ago yes. Wait wait What I is the one song Like leave get out Get out Leave, leave right now yes. It's the end of <laughs> you and me It's too late And I can't wait for you to be gone Cause I know okay, We're not supposed to be the ones oh singing wait, on this episode I just got the biggest deja vu Right <laughs> She's amazing Jojo, where wait, is she Do you want to know what I did once She was performing at the uh, The mall in San Diego Yes oh At Delush And our Our um, Aunt works for a radio station So it was like The radio station Was putting it oh. on And my aunt said She's getting ready In um Neiman Marcus so oh Mads and I went to the windows to look in and we saw her getting her makeup done and it was like amazing moment of our lives that's amazing I totally oh my god I just like got such a wave of joy Jojo <laughs> we love Jojo oh, yeah so she's happy you said incredible that. um she just actually she was in a horrible horrible record deal which um mm. stopped her from being able to release music for like 10 was to that like, like 13 what Kesha years was in um, I'm not sure. I think it was a little different, okay. but basically that's why Jojo has been like off the radar for so long, but she's finally signed to a new label and she just re-released her first two albums what? with new vocals. <gasps> so she wow. re-recorded all her first two albums, re-released them. Leave Get Out? Every, all of it. We need to listen. Oh my yeah. God, I'm shaking. Yeah. And, and wow. so I followed her like ever since those songs and even though yeah. she's kind of under the radar and, um... Her last album, Mad Love, was also so incredible. It's yeah. more, it's definitely more like R and B than pop, but that's I think where she thrives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But her, she's just amazing too. Like as a wow. woman and as a singer and vocalist, um, I'm with she's you a on great that vocalist. Yeah. I'm with you yeah. on that Holy one. Holy shit! Wow, that was a great one. I'm gonna start saying JoJo. <laughs> yes, I like, I like, I like her reaction was like JoJo. JoJo. Oh, yeah, I was like, wait, JoJo? Oh, like, no, JoJo Siwa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> JoJo. Did you guys see? Okay. 
the movie she was in with Emma Roberts? Was it about mermaids? Yeah, what was yes. it called? Yeah, um, oh, I forget what it's called. And they sing a rendition of Weezer. Aquamarine, maybe? Aquamarine, yes. 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 Oh, I watch that every yeah. summer. It's yeah. the best. That's so and funny. And JoJo's like the ugly girl in it. I'm like, okay, yeah, please. Okay, this wait. is so <laughs> in- unrealistic. That's so annoying in movies when the ugly girl's like super hot. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the like, fuck? Like Princess Diaries when Anne Hathaway yeah. is supposed to be also, ugly. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> or no, she when takes- she's supposed to be fat and the devil wears Prada. I'm like, no, you look better than I do right now. <laughs> no, no, no. In Princess Diaries, I've never understood when she takes off the hat and she has better hair. Why would someone laugh at her for getting a blowout? Yeah, I don't I, know. Right? Don't know. Like, you're, ask, you're asking me. She had this insane cobweb of a hair. And she, got a frizzy. she got a Brazilian blowout. She got a Brazilian blowout. <laughs> she looks fucking amazing. Why is everyone laughing at her? Um, I never jealousy. Jealousy. Jeal- I don't know what it, I was. Mandy Princess Moore was like, Mia Thermopylae. Is that her last nope. name? <laughs> Yes. Oh, it's Thermopolis. Thermopolis. Oh, oh Genovia. That's oh, Genovia. Genovia. You, you combined the two. You combined the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the name. Oh, wow, this we're is really so going good. Back to 2000s. <laughs> Talk about thank you next music video. It's like really yeah, exactly. It's all coming full circle. Wow. Oh wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my heart is so warm. I loved that. I really. <laughs> oh my god. Now we're gonna have to watch Princess Diaries. We're gonna go and watch Aquamarine and listen to JoJo. JoJo. <laughs> or what was that? Other- oh my god. I'm now just going on a JoJo like dumb um rv, RV. Why with robin williams i don't know what that is the best movie ever oh my god shit i gotta i gotta watch she this. was yeah that's a good one it's a it's the family one. takes a trip across country in an rv yeah and everything possible goes wrong oh that's kind of like that new movie that just came out we're the millers yeah, yeah. that one no but this is better it's better because it has jojo in it <laughs> this is amazing God. Okay. That's okay. So um, back to you. Yeah. Let's, let's go. Let's circle it back. No. I back. mean, yeah. Those are just pretty much my my influences. Yeah. Like, there are so many more, but I. What genre would you say you're in? Because you're. I mean, obviously, you're an amazing singer. Um, yes. and it's poppy, but it's mm-hmm. not. There's something else underneath there. Yeah. It's not like superficial. If um, that makes sense. Yeah, well, lately, yes. I feel There's like my, no my first single is definitely superficial pop. It's called Adore. Oh. It's like that's pretty much. Y- you don't even have to listen to it. I mean, I'm still proud of it, but like this, what I'm doing now is definitely yeah, more you in my vein. Your, yeah, yeah. And you so, have a certain soul to yourself, I, yeah. and after midnight, yeah, yeah, it's definitely like pop music with soul, but not like yeah. soul music. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, totally. Um, but it has that um, not electronic, but a little bit of the. The like contemporary yeah yeah, yeah 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 which i love yeah that i don't even know how that came about the producer just sent that to me with th- that drop and it you, was and did you like it and at, it took me a while to get used to it because yeah. i've been listening to the song with just my voice and piano for so long mm. that's so, so like hard. call me after me call yeah. me. i was like what the <laughs> hell and then i listened to it a few more times i showed it to a few people and they're like this is so cool yeah it's really no. so like, cool okay okay let's, i was let's showing it, it to scout and she's like whoa this is good <laughs> and i'm it. the type of person when i listen to music i actually have to listen to a song about three times yeah. to form an opinion yeah, on it totally. and like figure out if i really like it or not mm-hmm. but immediately watching the music video i was like this is a dope song yeah Aww, has anyone told you that you look like lord no i know i was what? thinking like, what you look like you are the ginger lord you are the ginger lord i will take that i literally was watching a music video and i'm like this chick looks like yeah, lord. oh lord. my god you're ginger that's lord. awesome yeah. ginger lord <laughs> <laughs> new artist name oh my god <laughs> your new stage <laughs> oh my god mads you're just you're just bringing it today she can't breathe. Oh she God. can't breathe right now. <laughs> oh, I love That's amazing. It. Oh, I love it. 
Um, Wait, I had one more question. No, no. Is it gone in, in your? Yeah, it's gone in the. It's gone in the ginger lord. Oh, I have a question. It's gone in the ginger lord. Great. Um, do you play shows? Um, oh, I yeah. do. I do. It's scary for me because I haven't done it in a while. Um, I, my voice has been like, had had this weird thing going on. I've had to go to mm. some um, vocal therapy, vocal lesson kind of things. I don't know why. I think it's because LA is a lot more dry than Boston. Mm. <clears throat> yes. Good point. Yeah. Um, but I have a show uh, um, coming up in February. It's actually funny. My acapella group that I'm in now, it's we're just five females. Um, and yeah, it's really cool. We but we do cover songs. It's like okay. it's like the acapella. It's like my college group, but professional now. Um, we were hired to headline a acapella festival in L.A. And they asked me to open for <gasps> my own my group. Right. So I'll it's kind of like I'll be doing two Both. original songs and then i'll and be then doing do that um but i'm also planning a show hopefully in march um hopefully at hotel cafe um Ooh. for my own music very so, cool um yeah i haven't been doing much of it but um 2019 2019 yeah. okay so <laughs> let's say someone's listening to this and their dream is to go into music and mm-hmm. they're figuring out if they like what move they need to make next what advice would you give someone who kind of shares a similar dream as you do mm-hmm. oh okay um this is gonna sound really cliche but just go for it mm-hmm. honestly don't have That's any doubts um because first so i i feel like i wasted you know the t- first two years here doubting myself uh, i'm not good enough i'm not talented enough i'm not pretty enough i'm not skinny enough i'm not whatever enough and that doesn't exist anymore like there are people from all walks of life succeeding. So if you put your mind to it and if you put the work in, you can have everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Self-doubt is crippling. Yeah. And, crippling. But, but it's crazy because it goes back to the ego and shit your ego says that book. Like yeah. that is just your ego telling you that you're not good enough or whatever. But if, if music is truly your purpose and what, you know, like fuels your passion and fires your soul and you have no other option than to do it why how could you not do it yeah, yeah. so let you're, doing, you're doing the world a disservice exactly if you don't follow through with it and you exactly. don't reach that potential because you will never reach and that's like a thing that i that i struggle with is like just the never ending like i'm not reaching my potential or like th- that's where the self-doubt kicks right. in and you just you have to get over that hump yeah. so how did the, how did you do that though after two years like and also changed? also can you also add in a little bit about your experience living with depression and anxiety and how totally. you overcome yeah. those things yeah totally um so they kind of go hand in hand the mm-hmm. two because um getting over my depression and anxiety or living with it instead of living against it um Mm. allowed me to become shameless and go after what I wanted to go after which would be another piece of advice for somebody who's wanting to go into music is to be shameless um reaching out to people not being scared of people rejecting you um just collaborating in whatever way you possibly can and um creating because um music and creation is so subjective that nothing is good or bad it's just Mm -hmm. how it makes you feel so um don't be too down don't be too hard on yourself because it's a journey and it's a process um getting over anxiety depression living with anxiety depression has been um the the longest and hardest battle in my life um 
it started when I was probably like seven or eight years old and many things in my life perpetuated it, made it worse. Um, up into the point where I had to be medicated and I was in um, therapy and those are all fine things. Like nobody should ever say anything bad or anything stigmatizing about those because if you're on medicine, if you're getting therapy, you're bettering yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, But I personally didn't want to be on on any medication because I didn't like the side effects. Um, So I had to look into other ways to cope. Um, So uh, reading self-help books, meditating, doing yoga. Um, I'm vegan. So I feel like living, um, like plant-based and removing everything like, um, synthetic or, um, process out of my diet has really helped me have a clear mind. Um, but you know, you, when you have depression, anxiety, you don't heal from it. You just learn to live with it. So, um, it's definitely become a lot easier for me to, um, kind of embrace it as part of who I am. I've never, um, I've actually, I love that way I've never, you described yeah, it. Yeah. I've actually never heard you describe it that way, Scout, mm. about learning to finally live with it instead of against it. That's well, I've really had, powerful. Yeah. I've had my battles. So I'm bipolar type mm-hmm. two disorder and I've had my battles with, um, accepting that this is my life and right. that this doesn't go away and mm-hmm. that this is just a part of the daily grind that I will always have to live my life mm-hmm. with. I am on medication right now. Mm-hmm. I wish I wasn't, but at this point in my life, that's just what works, for what you. works yeah. for me. Um, but I think living with it instead of against it is a really beautiful sentiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's, re- that takes a lot. That's a lot. Self awareness and observation mm-hmm. and control. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like it just ate me up for so long. I would be so upset with myself if I didn't want to get out of bed mm-hmm. or if I like, had really negative thoughts or if I wasn't eating, but when it came down to it, it made my bouts go by so much smoother and faster. If I allowed myself to be like, it's okay to take a day and Mm -hmm. feel this way. It's okay to lay in bed for 20 extra minutes. It's okay to, you know, it's just, it's okay. And another thing to remember is your, your mental state is not who you are. Mm -hmm. Like I've, I've, kind of gave given like a different personality to my saboteur and to my brain because that makes it easier to for me to to like conceptualize the fact that it's not who I am I always say it's an intruder exactly exactly my I have a friend who who named his saboteur oh that's a great idea yeah and so he he basically is like I forget what what he named her but he basically is like oh she's she's in my brain again she needs to go away like that's an amazing way to visualize that yeah I've always looked at my depression and anxiety and hypomania as an intruder and it's like not me it's like a monster has taken over kind of yeah I think that's really important because and it's important for other people to know too because Mm -hmm. like that's not something you can control Mm -hmm. but it's not who you are Mm -hmm. so when you're having like super high highs or super really down downs that's not like that's not saying anything about who you are. That's just what you're going through in that moment. Yeah. That's beautiful. People need to, to hear that. And I'm glad that there's such an open dialogue about it now. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's, as you said, there has been some sort of stigma and I think people are really taking ownership of it Mm -hmm. and realizing it and coming into its own and really learning how to cope with it, which is beautiful yeah which like yeah. matt's has made fun of me because i say the word bipolar a lot on this podcast <laughs> but we, we say take a shot every time, time Scott says <laughs> she's bipolar. Um, but you have to but normalize the, it. the reason yeah, i do that to. is like literally i will tell 
anybody because yeah. I don't think like you would tell someone if you had cancer. Should be ashamed. Right. You yeah. would. You would tell someone. Well, so, people would see. Yeah, you wouldn't even have to tell them. Yeah, but if you, they couldn't see, like you yeah, would say something exactly. that or I have diabetes or whatever right. it is. And I just really dislike the fact that I can't be outward about who I what I live with. Right. So for me, I I will shout it from the rooftops. I'll tell the barista. I don't care. I'll tell anyone. <laughs> I think I think it's amazing, and mm-hmm. I don't think that anyone that anyone says should ever make you stop doing that. Yeah. Because it'll also get you drunk on this podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. No, but seriously, like. I don't know if there's something between our generation and the generation before us or, but I feel like like my parents age and that kind of, I don't know, like a forties, fifties, sixties, they, I feel like it was like mum's the word. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then yeah. we came along, um, like this like influx. horrible generation that were, you know, we are on the phones and we're, um, on the internet yeah. and lazy and whatever and all that. But I think we're doing so many important things because we're talking about something that people weren't talking about before. Yes. There's, I mean, there's such an emphasis. It seems like these days on self-improvement, self-actualization, actualization, and just wanting to better yourself. Right. And I think people are realizing that they are worthy and that they are, yeah, worthy of happiness and do deserve mm-hmm. that type of life. And, and then it's totally. not selfish. It's not selfish. And things, and they just don't, people these days just don't want anything to hold them back. And right. that's, I'm so proud of our generation for being that way. Same. Yeah. I love that. I yeah. think that, like, I don't know, this is just a theory, but our parents, parents were affected by the great depression Mm -hmm. so i think that maybe that like drive to be financially stable was a huge part of what drove our parents to be the way that they are and now that we're not really in the shadow of that huge crisis anymore Mm -hmm. we don't feel the need to be like money is the way to live like and i mean obviously we need money to survive and live but there's so much more than that like yeah what what's the point of dying if all you have next to you is wads of cash yeah like do yeah you know what I mean? definitely our generation places more emphasis on fulfillment and, and, yeah, fulfillment totally. and satisfaction yeah. and they find ways to monetize that yeah and we're looking for something more yeah. yeah there yeah. has to be some other added element and money's not enough and that's why right. there's so many of these like self-founded and new avenues for creating your paths mm-hmm. and creating your income it's just and i find it inspiring i love that because totally. i do not fit the corporate mold and <laughs> and yeah, the nine to five I, type oh of type of situation and but i can also be a very a highly intellectual and giving part of society exactly in a different yeah. in a different environment right well, in I an environment that. that fits my personality and yeah. and what i want to give yeah i love it yeah. i love that Amazing. Thank you so much what? for coming on. Such- wow, we went from JoJo, JoJo to depression. <laughs> this was like a bipolar episode. This was a bipolar episode. <laughs> Thanks, Mads. Oh my God, Sam, you're so charming and such oh, a delight. You guys are the best. You're you're so fun. <laughs> okay, tell everyone where they can find you, what they can look forward to, everything. everything. Okay, you can find me on all social media platforms. Cool. Unfortunately, they all have different handles, but you can okay. find links to all of them on Instagram, which is just my last name, first initial, which is Creighton S, at C-R-E-I-G-H-T-O-N-S. Cool. We'll um, link that in the show notes, too. Yeah. Oh, perfect. And then um, YouTube, um, 
just yeah basically instagram it'll i'll keep up everything i'll keep everything updated with shows and yeah music and Perfect. all that um, yeah so everyone awesome. go watch her music video after, <laughs> after midnight, midnight go watch it sick. so good so amazing <laughs> okay you can find okay sis oh. at okay sis podcast yay okay bye, bye sisters bye <laughs> Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.